Hello and welcome to the RBC Broadview Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoy this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, everyone. For those who don't know me, my name is Dave. It's lovely to be worshipping with you all this morning. How is my mic? Is it a bit boomy? A bit boomy. I'll just talk louder. That'll solve it. Thanks. Oh, I don't know about you, but 2021 feels busy already, doesn't it? Don't know what we're doing in 2020, but 2021, it's like all these people have just been putting everything off for a whole year, and now they're just trying to cram it all into 2021, just this first couple of months of 2021. I mean, my life is feeling hectic right now. It may just be that Elijah, my eldest, has started school, and that's like a whole new world I have to get my head around. Not so much about him, more about the parents. Um, But the great thing is, the government now looks after my kid five days a week for pretty much free. How awesome is that? I mean, childcare, get rid of that. Finally, my taxes are at work. But I digress. We're busy here at Broadview as well. Uh, The calendar year turns over. Nothing has really changed. It's an artificial point in time. You know, COVID doesn't go, sorry guys, 2021, I'll stop hassling you now. It's all right, it was a 2020 thing. Um, No, COVID's still around. May have delayed a few things. It may have changed how we do a few things, but um, stuff's really starting to get going now, isn't it? Time is flying. January is already gone for the record. We're already in February. So if there's anything you're planning to do in January, too bad, it's gone. There's so much to do and so little time. Every week, I wish I could just grab a bit more time after the service, it seems. There's just another conversation I want to have or a conversation I'd love to go a bit longer but doesn't. Again, this may be a kid's thing that I've kind of all worked out how to grab my leg and start just dragging me towards the car. Um, Grace is only one, so she can't do that, but she does know how to scream. I don't know if you've heard Grace scream, but it is very high-pitched, and that works. And she's one, so she gets away with it. She pretty much just gets what she wants at that age. Um, Life does feel very different to last year already. However artificial that calendar year change has been, often last year I felt like I was waiting. I was like stuck in a holding pattern, waiting for another Facebook live stream, waiting for another announcement, wondering what could happen. COVID, this thing that's completely out of my control, yet completely changing how my life was being lived. And yet, do you know, it's been one year since the first case of COVID was recorded in South Australia. One whole year already. Wow. Time marches on, and we continue to learn to live life in this new normal, but I do sense there's a desire from people to kind of keep moving forward now. 
last year in some ways felt a bit like survival. We're all just coping with this situation. This year, that doesn't feel like it's going to be enough. Maddie and I have been watching a TV show called Alone. Don't know how many of you out there have ever watched the TV show Alone. No one. Awesome. This is a great show. I highly recommend it. You can stream it on SBS On Demand. Free. Taxes paying for themselves again. Awesome. So Alone. Ten people are dropped off in the Canadian wilderness. Winter is approaching. There's no camera crews. They're all apart, so they're all alone, and they're dropped off with only the bears and the rain to keep them company, and they've got to survive, and they've got to just see how long they can survive for. They get to take a few items, but the rest of it they've got to scavenge, and they've got to record themselves just trying to survive in the wilderness. Whoever survives the longest wins $500,000. I mean, you can't make better television than that, can you? And what I found most fascinating about this show is that once they've sorted out, like, shelter and fire and water and food so they don't die, um, as the days, as the weeks go past, what starts to get to them is not surviving, but two other things. First, they don't really have anything to do. They have, like, no meaningful occupation for the day whatsoever. Once they've kind of got their food for the day and it's pretty much raining and cold and wet all the time, they spend the whole day just sitting in their tiny little shelter, lying down and just conserving energy because they're worried they might not have any food tomorrow so they don't want to waste any energy. And secondly, what really bothers them is that there's just no lack of human interaction. All they get to do is talk to this camera, that's it. And they miss their family, they miss their friends, they, they miss the ability to have that back and forth conversation with a human being. They just crave relationship. See, surviving is not enough. We as humans are created for both occupation and relationship. Now, my, my wife is an OT, so she'll be very proud of me for saying that. We are created for occupation and relationship. It brings meaning and purpose to our lives. If we want to do more than just survive, dare I say thrive, we need these things. To start the year and the Awaken theme for 2021, we're doing a three-week series, Awake My Soul. And we're going to be looking at three important spiritual practices that help us grow in our closeness with God, prayer, scripture, and openness to the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives. And today we are focusing on the Holy Spirit and we'll be working our way through parts of Acts 2. And what we'll see in Acts 2 is that the Holy Spirit is moving it is not static, it is not passive, it is active, dynamically moving in this world to bring about God's purposes and plans on earth. To see God's kingdom come here on earth as in heaven. The Holy Spirit is busy, he is at work, and he is interacting with the world. And as we are awakened to the Holy Spirit, we also will see this. The purposes and plans of God will be revealed, the meaning and purpose of our lives will be clear and I am unapologetic in saying our lives will get busy, in a good way, of course. So why don't we pray before we open God's Word? Father God, as we open your Word together today, I pray that we will meet with you, that we would hear clearly from you, 
Holy Spirit, it is you who reveal the truth of God's word to us. It is you who convicts us, comforts us, teaches us. Come, Holy Spirit, today and minister to us. Awaken us to your presence, to the Father's plans and purposes that you are outworking right now here on earth, in our lives, in our church and in our community. May you continue to bring about the good work that has been started in us, a work that will only be complete when Jesus comes again. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, your Bible apps, you can turn the pages, you can tap along. Acts 2, open it up now. The words are on the screen. Awesome. Everything's working today. Acts 2, starting from verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hear them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Alamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Paphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have been having too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. The Holy Spirit comes and everything changes. For the disciples, for the crowd that gathered, for the Jews, for all who lived in Jerusalem, and even for all who are far off, whether by time or distance, The church of Christ was just getting started. We see in Acts 1 when Jesus, after his resurrection, returns to earth and reveals himself and the good news to his followers, he says the following. This is from verse 4. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he goes on in verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, 
and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The disciples are waiting for something. Jesus has commanded them to go and make disciples of all nations, but they were not quite ready yet. They were meeting, worshipping. It says in Acts 1 there was roughly 100 of them, but they were pretty much just keeping to themselves. You see, the Holy Spirit brings the power, the purpose, and the plans of God. The Holy Spirit awakened the disciples. The disciples were waiting for something, and the Holy Spirit comes and changes everything. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, all of them filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. People from all over the known world were there, and from verse 11 we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. The Holy Spirit has come and has revealed what was not yet known. The people are awakened to the wonders of God. The mystery of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ is now on everyone's tongues. And there are two responses to this. The first response, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? They were amazed, but entirely puzzled. Open to what was happening, what the Holy Spirit was doing, but not sure what it meant at all. And the second response, some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. They heard these people talking in different languages and did not understand. It was all gibberish to them. Therefore, the only answer could be was that they were drunk. There was no other possible human answer. What they were missing, though, was that this was not a natural situation. The supernatural was happening. God has come to town. What is the Holy Spirit doing right now? Are you open to what he is doing? Are you amazed? Are you puzzled? Are you unsure? Or perhaps you want to explain it away. Perhaps it will be easier that way. Like the people who said they must all be drunk, nothing to see here, let's all just get on with our lives. The Holy Spirit is moving. The train has left the station. Jesus has purchased your ticket. Would you like to jump on board? Great song, by the way, if you've ever heard it. Peter knew these people were not drunk. He says it. No, this is what the prophet Joel had spoken about, in the last day, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. The day the prophets looked forward to was finally here. The prophets had been looking forward to this great day, this day of the Lord, when everything would be different, everything would be better. This day when no longer would God's Spirit only rest on specific people at specific times for specific purposes? I'll say that again. A day when no longer would God's Spirit only rest on specific people at specific times for specific purposes? It would be completely unleashed on men and women, young and old, irrespective of your position, your class, your race. 
God would pour out his spirit on his people and they would see the miraculous happen. They would see and know the world as God does, like as if a veil had been lifted and they could truly see for the first time. This time was spoken of with awe and reverence. It was a great hope that comforted the prophets, a time to look forward to. You see, the Holy Spirit was prophesied by the prophets and some of them even got to experience him for a time, for a purpose. But for the everyday you and me, the thought of God in us, with us, was unthinkable. God was someone to bow down to in fear and trembling. The closest access you could have was through a priest at a temple and even then, for many, that access was only at special times of the year. God was not interested in my day-to-day life, surely. He would not want to dwell in me, with me, an ordinary person who often just gets things wrong. Surely that is not the place God would want to live. The Holy Spirit will be poured out on all people. Everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You are saved. The Holy Spirit declares this to you. He is the seal on your life that declares to you and to others that you are saved, that you are part of God's family. He is the advocate, someone to speak in our favour, the helper, the comforter. He is not the accuser. He does not throw the rule book at you and say, why have you not done this, this and this? In Romans 8, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, when the accuser, the devil, is in your ear this week and telling you that you are not good enough, why would God want to live in a nobody like you? How could anyone love you when you've done this, this and this? Stop. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Let him remind you what Jesus has done. You are saved. You are loved. Nothing can take that away from you. If you have not invited God into your life yet, and you want to, it is really simple to do. When Peter is preaching to the crowd, he ends with these words from verse 36. Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. God has raised up the same Jesus who was crucified, to be Lord over all. He is the promised Messiah, the one who was sent to save us. And if hearing those words cuts you to the heart, that is the Holy Spirit revealing God's truth to you. And if you would like to invite him into your life, you can just pray a simple prayer like this. God, I need you. I am sorry for living my life the way I have. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross so that I can be forgiven and have eternal life. God, I give you control of my life. Holy Spirit, fill me and help me to follow Jesus. Amen.
It's that simple. And if today you've prayed that prayer for the first time or you want to pray that prayer for the first time, I'd love to talk to you after the service. I know Andrew would love to talk to you after the service and just help you get started in following Jesus, taking those next steps. This section of the passage ends with the following words. With many other words he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Peter makes it look so easy, doesn't he? The Peter who denied Jesus, who had pretty much been in hiding since Jesus' death, now stands up and he preaches with power and purpose the truth and the mystery of God revealed in Jesus in the most eloquent way and all of this that had only just been made known by the Holy Spirit. The church goes from roughly 100 people to over 3,000 people in the space of a day. What has changed? The Holy Spirit has come and this precious little flickering flame that is the church now has rocket fuel. And we see in the rest of Acts the plans and purposes of God unfolding as the Holy Spirit builds God's kingdom and grows his church in powerful and miraculous ways. And Peter, the disciples, all of the followers of Jesus are never the same. They have a purpose and occupation that takes the rest of their lives. You see, you are saved for a purpose. The Holy Spirit in you and through you is changing the world. He is bringing about the kingdom of earth, the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Are you awakened to him? Are you listening? Are you in step with the Spirit? The Holy Spirit is gentle. He will not force you to do something. Are you being obedient to his promptings? Or are you just ignoring him? The quickest way to quench the Spirit of God is just to ignore him. If he is not wanted, if he is not wanted here, he'll just go somewhere else. Sadly, there is many a church, especially in the Western world, where the people have stopped listening to and obeying the Spirit. And God's work has ceased in those places. Are you willing to listen, to be obedient? That is all God asks of you. You know, the gifting, the skills, the power, the purpose, he can bring all of that to the table. He will provide it. You don't have to worry. But daily, you have to choose to spend time with Jesus, pray, come Holy Spirit, and set, a time, set aside time to listen. And when the prompting of the Spirit comes, which it will if you set aside time to listen, whether it is a small thing, go talk to that person. They've had a tough day and just need someone to listen to them. Or drop that gift off for someone because they really need it right now. Or you should invite that friend of yours who does not know Jesus to Alpha. Or maybe it's a bigger thing. Commit to joining a small group and rocking up every time. Commit to spending 10 minutes a day in daily devotion. Sign up for a ministry, kids' church, alpha, worship, welcome, cafe, the list goes on. 
It's going to take X hours of your week every week, but it's so going to be worth it. Or maybe God has put a really big thing on your heart. He might be saying, I know the heart you have for my people and the lost. I gave you that heart. That is my heart. That's God's heart. And I want you to go into full-time ministry. What if he's saying that to you? In all these things, big or small, God asks us to be obedient. Not every now and then. Not when we feel like it. But daily, every day, for the rest of our lives. But don't worry. This purpose, this adventure you have signed up for is the best thing you could ever do. It is not just surviving, not just going through the motions until your time here on earth is up. It is what you were created for. It is and will be a life truly worth living. And I want to leave you you with this one final encouragement. You are not alone. This is not all up to you. You don't have to do it all yourself. You don't have to survive on your own while trying to film it as well. Yes, life may be busy as a follower of Jesus. It may not always be simple. It is guaranteed to be hard at times. But you have been joined into the most awesome family. The disciples were worried and confused. Where is Jesus going? When will he be back? What are we waiting a few days for? What is this gift, this Holy Spirit? But not only did they not lose Jesus, but they gained so much more. A comforter and helper that is always with us. And the church, a family that keeps growing bigger and bigger every day. On the day of Pentecost, there were people from all over Jerusalem. Different nations, tribes and tongues who were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk to each other in their native tongues. The Spirit brings all believers together as one family. It binds together the church, the body of Christ. You are not alone. You are with family now. Here on earth, we are just a foretaste of what is to come in the final days, when every every tribe, nation and tongue will bow down and declare that Jesus is Lord. And in the meantime, there is work to do. The Holy Spirit has come and he is moving. The good news of Jesus Christ is going out. People are being saved, baptised and filled with the Holy Spirit. What an awesome God we have. Have you been awakened to the Holy Spirit? Do you hear his call? Will you be open to him this week? And most importantly, will you be obedient to his prompting? Talk to that person you have never talked to before. Help that person you see in need. Invite that person to Alpha that needs to know the love of God and the saving grace of Jesus Christ. God has so much for us. We were not put on this earth to just survive. Let us be awakened to the Holy Spirit and God's plans and purposes for our lives, for that is a life truly worth living. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that when Jesus left, he did not say it is all up to you now and left us alone. He left so that the helper, the Holy Spirit, could come. Thank you that we are saved, that you have chosen to live in us. Fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit again today. 
Holy Spirit, convict us where we need convicting, comfort us where we need comforting, teach us where we need correction. Awaken us to your presence, to the Father's plans and purposes that you are outworking right now, in our lives, in our church, and in our community. May we be open and listening to your prompting, and when it comes, give us the strength and humility to be obedient. Help us to do all these things daily. May you continue to bring about the good work that has been started in us, a work that will only be complete when Jesus comes again. Father God, this life with you and your family is the best. We thank you for it. May we always give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through the Hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.